Welcome to Drunk on Comics Podcast, episode 415. I am joined by Anthony and Linz. Hey, hey. Hello. And uh, we talked about some comics, and then a lot of uh, what's going on in the world. So it's a very short podcast, because <laughs> there's not a lot of either of those things. Actually, no, we, we, we always manage to squeeze blood out of a stone. <laughs> yes. I think this one's uh, well over an hour, 20 minutes. Uh, nice. We were just rambling, and uh, Amazing sometimes really rambling. Amazing what do to people's bullshit. <laughs> Well, like, not only so that. <laughs> nothing's happened in my life, but if we could talk about it for like the next hour and a half, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did First talk. Up. <laughs> we talked a little bit about our lives, but then, um, yeah, again, what's going on in the world that is uh, the same for everyone else? <laughs> I mean, that's about as short as we. Listen to us instead of going on the internet and having to wade through all of that. We've condensed all of the internet. Over yes. the last week into, into one uh, hour podcast. and 20 minute podcast. Yes. <laughs> we pretty much did. Um, <laughs> so with that, I guess uh, grab a cold drink and enjoy Drunk on Couch podcast episode 415. Throwing in the towel. fucked up Spongebob pops with the gumball eyes that break your teeth when you bite down on them. Horror film. <laughs> and they just, they're morphed into looking yeah, like something totally they're not. They're like mutations. The Ninja Turtles where there's no longer a mask. The mask is just kind of bled into making this eye bleeding <laughs> green uh, monstrosity. Well, I... Yeah. That's the thing, I don't understand why there's ice cream trucks out right now when it's, like, sub-freezing. I mean, you can eat ice cream in the winter. Lots of people do. Yeah, yeah but I just don't get it from a truck, I guess. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't necessitate the need the anyway. from a truck. You know what Grand Rapids really needs is one of those, when I was in Cincinnati, they had a, a place that made boozy ice cream. Oh and yeah, that's shake, right. Boozy shakes and oh my god, we need one of those. That's that's what we need to get us through. <laughs> that would be a good. Uh, well, I think I even said it then. It would have been a good idea, and it's still a good idea. Why have you not started yeah. that, Lynn? I don't know. I don't know. That is a good question. It would probably be a booming success in this town. We're all a bunch of alcoholics. Yep. <laughs> I, so. Uh, I'm kind of curious, uh, since talking about we've had snow here in May, mid-May, uh, all those uh, lawn gardens that everyone was bitching about planting oh, yeah. and everything. How they're doing. Yeah, I wonder yeah, how they're dead. all doing. I, their grass might not be dead, but... And not not all of their their garden will be dead because some shit will pop up right when the snow's melting right like asparagus and stuff. But anything that they were planning with the hopes of growing after the snow is now dead. It's all dead. I I also wonder 
Well, I know that shit's just going to hit the fan come this summer. People can't stay in. And it's not necessarily staying in. It's staying away from public. It's the social distancing part. Yeah. Where gathering how much easier this would have been had this hit during wintertime. Right. I mean, because people are just naturally, they stay in then. And mm-hmm. as I, it's just going to be a huge cluster. And I've, I mean, I personally have started to uh, waver on, well, shit, man. Just, you know, this all can't be real. I can't be reading from these scientists and doctors. Like, I'm starting to catch the dumb Stop it. Stop reading that shit. I don't read that shit. I don't read that shit, but at the same point... There's other stuff to read. (laughs) There's a million other things to read. I know, but then it's like all doom and gloom, and it's like, am I just being paranoid and thinking this this is worse than it is? And and I I remind myself, no, it, it, it is this bad, but then I'm like, but maybe they're wrong. And I just, because I, I waste too much effort trying to correct idiots online, and I just yes, need I to stop. I don't know why you do that. I don't yeah, know do. either. That's it's what, never, it's never going to happen. I'm, it's never going to happen. I'm going to try. <laughs> so I have a really great example with that, because I wrote, and I think, Tony, you saw it, but uh, I had a particular person comment on a post that I had made. And it was standard stuff of, um, and I can't even like equate them to political party anymore. Like it used to be like, it's the Republicans or it's the Democrats. Now it's like there's this splinter group of people who are just looking for opportunities to go against the norm. They just want to be like, I want to go against the machine and the man and, you know, it was keeping me down. But they posted something, I posted something, they commented on it. And then I went out and did the research and found evidence for every single point that they made. And it was a long, I mean, it was like a seven paragraph comment on Facebook at that point. And then their reply to it was, I don't have time to read all this. I know what I believe and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> so, it was a great example of, uh, maybe I should use my energy differently because uh, I don't think this yeah. person's ever going to, it doesn't matter how much information you give them. So I have a, a cousin who I was trying to save from the dark side, and I'll just say she actually came back with a, a decent answer when I was asking her, um, you know, what the infection rate was for the latest thing that's going around this week. There'll be something different next week. Is the when Woodstock went on in the nineteen six. The eight, was it or nineteen? Yeah, nineteen sixty-eight. I think flu. Was that was back in nineteen sixty-nine? Hong Kong uh, flu. Yeah, the the Hong Kong flu then that killed a uh, I don't know a hundred thousand people here in the U.S. and a million worldwide or something, and how nothing shut down then. So blah blah blah. Why are we worrying about it now when? I mean, I just replied of like it. It's a hoax. No one's gonna die. To, eh, only maybe fifteen. To, if we get within thirty thousand, 
it'll go away by summer to uh well it's not flu numbers to now this and i'm like we're gonna hit mm-hmm. and pass this in a couple months like it must be tiring moving those goalposts and uh-huh. i i uh You'll know. get exhausted. And you'll yeah, well, win. saying something like that tells me that these people don't believe any sort of social evolution. So maybe we didn't care that 100,000 people, 100, people died, I don't know, 50, 60 years ago. But maybe the fact that we care that we don't want 100,000 people to die means we're better as a society now. <laughs> well, I, I, look well weaker, I look at it as <laughs> we shut down a great amount of things and we're still going to hit that number so this virus is probably a little bit worse if we left it unchecked right and that's where i come back to reality and realize we're fucked so um why i love talking this yes regardless of all of the uh results of any of these the human race did survive uh it just survived with significantly less than what it had previously. So, um, and I just think it's a situation where most most people who, you know, kind of almost deny it or whatever, um, it's because they haven't directly faced it. You know, it's when right. when some, when it affects somebody immediately close to them. And a lot of people, you know, at least the people that I know who are on the uh, train of kind of denying this as really being maybe not denying it as an, a thing but denying it as a problem are people who were kind of isolated in general maybe they didn't go out a lot they had kids they stayed home and so they won't experience it because they're not exposed to environments where this is happening so it's like well it's never happened to me but you get survivor bias where they're thinking you know my parents let me play in the street as a kid and i'm fine it's like, yeah, but all the kids who got hit by cars because mm-hmm. they were playing on the street are not fine. Just because you survived, it doesn't mean that they did. So I don't know that you could ever convince them because you know, you're convincing them something that they don't even see. That's and they couldn't true. see because their world's pretty small within their little neighborhood. So, Well, I just want to say I enjoy escaping from everything, talking to you guys about comics and such and although we started off talking about stupid shit like <laughs> all the idiots out there um anything new changed in your guys's lives uh, recently well, i have a couple things but what have you guys been up to during uh all this shit nothing just, just been working and binge watching i haven't even really been binge watching all that much you're not using your time wisely, Linz. I am using my time wisely. <laughs> Cooking delicious food and and making art and, uh, you know, stuff like that. And working. I mean, you are actually sure doing, the, using it more wisely than me and yeah, Anthony. Making sure the, the, the beautiful people who work at the stores for the company I work for have masks and gloves and hand sanitizer so they can be safe. That's what I'm spending my time doing. Anthony? Um, I have been spending much more time outside, so I've gone rollerblading quite a lot over the last few weeks. Uh, the first time was with you, Tony. Mm-hmm. That was my first time getting experience. You were on the bike. Charles was on his skateboard, um, cruised down Riverside Park, which was fun. Uh, and then 
think it was last Thursday, I actually went uh, for a rollerblade and a friend. Uh, she ran while I was rollerblading, and we ended up, I ended up going eight miles. Damn. Which we were just kind of chatting and decided to explore the White Pine Trail, how long it went. And we got to the ballpark and then started running out of sun, so we turned around and I got back and I was like, let me just check my watch. My watch was dying because it had, you know, we'd taken so long that my watch was about dead. And I was like, oh my God, eight plus miles. This is going to hurt a lot tomorrow. And it did. Uh, <laughs> I struggled with walking like normally because I felt like I was on rollerblades for a couple hours afterwards. And then um, I remember that feeling. <laughs> yeah. You're like always on your tippy toes because you're, you're, you're expecting you'll roll, but your feet get stopped by the ground, and so you're almost, like, constantly tripping on your feet. Um, <laughs> playing some video games. Uh, we had an unfortunate hiatus on our D&D campaign, but I think we'll be able to start that up within the next week or two. Yay. Uh, and then uh, working. Still doing the, the 9 to 5 stuff. Um, that's sometimes a struggle, sometimes okay. It's hard to work at home every single day. I love a, it. Big... But I also have to actually go into work twice a week. So oh. I get that I get that outlet. So when I come home, I'm like, oh, God, I'm so glad I'm working from home. <laughs> I will say that when – and this is back when I worked for the company in Vegas. So I was working full-time remote from here. I didn't mind it because I would also – we had the – it's called the work lab downtown – and it's like just an open office space. So I could go there or I could go to coffee shops. Because of Corona, I can't go anywhere else right. to work. So if I could have just another place that, you know, the coffee shop was great, be able to go there and like get a drink and like a scone or something. Um, but yeah, that's, I've just been surviving that way, trying to catch up on some anime. Um, normal life doesn't leave a lot of time for anime. And so now that I have all this extra time, I'm trying to watch more. Because I can't do two things at once with anime. I have to read, so I have to stare at the screen the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I like dubbed ones. Um, They're just so bad. Oh, I know. But (laughs) that way I don't have to be reading while watching. Uh, So I officially have joined the unemployment uh, groupings, and that sucks. So your pay went up? <laughs> I mean, technically, yes. <laughs> but it goes down once I start paying my COBRA for insurance. So there's that. And I'm definitely going to need insurance because uh, I had a major thing happen where a blood vessel popped in my left eye. Ooh. Which, uh, I mean, I've, I feel like I've popped a blood vessel before where my eyes gotten red, but... This one popped on the inside, and it got really cloudy in my eye, so it's still cloudy in my eye, and I can't necessarily see out of it all that well, and that scared me enough to go to my eye doctor specialist, and, well, my eye doctor, who then sent me to a specialist the next day, who then, after doing all these tests and everything and looking in, thank God the it doesn't look super damaged, but it's not... Uh, good and having diabetes they want to take precautions and fix it so i need to get shots which they gave me a shot then this isn't a shot in the arm this is a shot in the fucking eyeball uh how scary that is and how 
I, I feeling it when they gave me a shot. Uh, here's the thing that I learned a lot more about eyes, and for some reason I just kept thinking it was just a ball of goo, but then I forget that it's a muscle too. And muscles get hurt after a shot. And even though it was numb to all everything when they gave me the shot, for the next 48 hours, my eye hurt so damn badly. And still hasn't cleaned it up because I have multiple months of doing this. Aww. So that's going to be costly and fun. So is your company not opening back up? after this is over oh, or? they're still open it's just that right now they have no foreseeable they're i think they're being smart and they realize that it's going to be a while till they start having people working at stay at home is going to be extended forever the moment that they start thinking they need to start sending everyone to the office every company is going to be like everyone come back in which is going to cause an outbreak and since i can't do my job remotely I think they see that, yeah, it's going to be a while, and they can't keep paying me to not be doing my job. It's something that I expected them to do. The only thing that sucks is I think they're also going to keep my job having one person do three jobs and get no extra pay because it's been working for them the last six weeks, which that's what a lot of companies are going to be doing as well. They've noticed that we can now cut this person and this person and save money on salaries here by having Joe and Jim down the hall do five people's jobs with no increase in their pay because they want to keep their jobs. So that's corporate America. I have no blame towards my, my work. I understand why. It just sucks because now on top of all the stress of everything else, I get to try to start job hunting for the jobs that yeah. are not there and the ones that are are all hey go jump in the line of possibly getting covid with your diabetes and rolling the dice and right so that's my life but enough about all that well this is an uplifting podcast (laughs) (laughs) bringing the joy to the people this week (laughs) in the intro we'll definitely have to tell people be like uh, if you do the drugs, now's the time because yeah. don't feel bad. Don't feel bad about being an alcoholic or a drug abuser right now. <laughs> Just do it. Just have some fun. Just do yeah. it. What? <laughs> Just face those demons when uh when this is all over. <laughs> so let's uh, let's get into the reason why people probably did tune in, and that is comic books. And it is, once again, another week without new ones, which sucks. I'm waiting uh, for when they're going to start shipping again, and hopefully that is soon. But until then, we've had plenty of time to catch up on past books that we may have uh, let go to the wayside. And for me, I got caught up on all the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and there's a lot of stuff that went down with all of them but a new side book which I don't know how long the series will last but I do feel that it's good enough that it will which is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Genica so for those that don't read the comic book and one of the big things that happened is there's now a girl turtle 
And oh yeah, that's right. I remember that. Yeah, and that happened. I want to say almost probably about a year ago, um, when the official uh, she got hurt. She was a uh, when Master Splinter was overseeing the Foot Clan, and then Shredder's granddaughter took over and kicked Shredder out and everything. And this girl Jenica was one of uh, Splinter's right hand. Uh, foot soldiers and she needed to get a blood transfusion so one of the turtles gave it to her which then turned her into a girl turtle which I will say this at first too I was like man that is just kind of uh you know convenient well convenient slash yeah also like this is just giving into you know the pressure of you know oh we need a girl turtle this and that and then I I read something that I realized, wow, I'm a complete asshole for even entertaining that. Such as, uh, they've been planning to have a female turtle for a while. And part of that why is because, why not? Uh, there's been female turtles uh, in other iterations of, of... And I think that might be my sore spot when they had that live-action TV show yeah, where the they just... One. Yeah, they just randomly introduced this female turtle, and I still was like, that was the dumbest thing ever. But, in the context of the IDW comic books, as well as reading, uh, I love reading, as I say all the time, the letters to the editor and everything that's extra on the back of comic books, where the creators were saying that there are plenty, you know, they get a lot of questions from little girls of, like, you know, having a strong female lead and they already had that with Jenica but also to make her a big part of this turtle family and I go oh I guess it doesn't always need to be about me and nope yep and the and the guys <laughs> and everything and uh it makes total Tony, sense Tony you're evolving <laughs> yes well done <laughs> um so with that being said where this book takes place is in Mutant Town, which is also a big thing that happened more recently in the comic books where uh, there's so many things that are intertwined in different groups with the comic books. They're already on issue 103, I think it was the last comic that came out from them. Issue 100 was obviously a huge, big uh, event in and of itself. Shredder's been dead for... I want to say like almost, I don't know, 50-ish issues, maybe 40. So it's been a good while since he's shown up in the comics and he's resurrected now. And one of the groups set off a mutant bomb in New York, which transformed all these people into mutants. So they had to quarantine it off because people, of course, with reading X-Men and everything are all very against mutants, anything mutant. And this is where Jenica's story primarily takes place. So when you read the Turtles books, which she also shows up in, you get a kind of a proper bigger scope of what's going on in the world of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They've also had so many side stories involving the Mutanimals, involving just Shredder involving, you know, some things set with the Foot Clan that you get more things fleshed out. 
And what I really am enjoying about this series, besides it following this new character and exploring some more of her past before joining the Foot Clan, is that it takes place in this uh, mutant town. And for her, who kind of having an identity crisis of she doesn't, you know, uh, want to be a mutant. And a lot of people in Mutant Town don't want to be mutants because obviously they look get looked down on. Um, there was a... I don't know. It was just very touching when... Because she was dating Casey Jones as well before all this happened. Yeah, pretty much she is, yeah. And of course, she is a turtle, so that anatomy doesn't quite match up and uh, they are not dating anymore. And she still, you know, wants to be a human again so that she can not only pick four mutant ninjas, turtles that are teenagers, but uh, <laughs> but maybe pick a, a strong arm uh, hockey mask this, wearing guy. This makes me think of the comic where they're like sitting in the restaurant. It's like April and Casey and like one other person are sitting there. And she's like, so Leonardo and I started dating. And they're like, oh, my God, are you serious? And then uh, April, like, claps back. She's like, um, what, because they're turtles? And they're like, no, they're teenagers. You're definitely going to prison. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. They, I mean, are they actually do, teenagers? But I was going to say, they do they anymore. ever become not teenagers? Are they ever going to be, like, adult mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> well, I see with the timeline of how this book has gone in the in within the framing of the series, uh, it's definitely been multiple years. So I don't think they're truly teenagers anymore. And I think we're gonna get middle aged teen middle aged <laughs> yeah. mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I mean, I guess they don't ever use the title like some movies do, where they they reference the title. Yay! Yeah. Uh, they don't really call themselves the. Yeah. Senile they're just, Ninja yeah, Turtles. They're just called the Turtles. <laughs> um, but uh, in this, as I was saying, she's already, you know, having body issues and everything where she sees they're in a, a um, enclosed area of New York uh, with a giant wall that was put in place to close it off. And she's seeing a billboard of, like, you know, make sure you're the only woman he'll ever want. And, you know, this beautiful girl with selling perfume and everything and just seeing some of that imagery made me think of the real world where holy shit that is kind of what they do to real women and girls and make them think they need to look a certain way and honestly this whole thing is really what got me to kind of get over my whole thing of why they need like i think it perfectly went well anyways of having a female turtle and i'm not bitching anything about that but I'm like, this is why it's needed. And I think that they they get great credit for how they went about in a natural way. Because it was, besides the, oh, we're going to have to give blood and then became a mutant. There's enough setup of who she was and everything before to really make it not out of left field. But there's still so much that you don't know about her. And finding out who some of these different mutated looking animal things are in this mutant town and you come to find out there is 
someone who used to be a past lover who is now, um, God, I want to say he's a, a rat, but I can't quite tell. He looks kind of donkeyish as well, but, uh, she, uh, was definitely left behind and kind of emotionally abused by this guy. And now that she can kick his ass, it's kind of like she's going to get some revenge. And she kind of does kick his ass and was going to have nothing to do yeah. with him until he says that he has found that there is a mutant cure. And that, mm. of course, is where it hooks you and it's to be continued. And I'm like, ooh, because this is really her identity crisis right now. And she will probably make some concessions on her conscience to find a cure for all this. And so it'll be interesting going down that path. I can't see them then reversing this at all, especially anytime soon. Maybe by the time they decide to wrap up on this series, maybe they'll give her a happy ending where she gets to be with Casey. But then again, I think you might end up alienating more people as a, the comic writer. If you were to just, make her um, a turtle for such a short time and then transform her back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That well, does, that, it seems like pandering for sure then, right? Yeah. yeah. But I'm yeah. saying in the overall story arc of everything, she was a human. Maybe this is also one of those things that, sure, she comes to accept, but then she transforms back into a human. Written well, it, I don't think it takes away from her becoming a mutant and everything. They should just use some magic science and split the dna so that you have a human and a turtle version that each get their own personalities that could work too here's the thing though whenever you hear mutant cure of any sort and anything you know that's bullshit it never happened (laughs) yeah (laughs) so all in all like i said uh i am looking forward to this was only the issue one of this series and i'm looking forward to what they have more um, exploring her past and her future uh, endeavors. That's all that I really have right now. I read a a quick uh, talk. I read, caught up on Thor, and holy shit, that's great. Uh, Because not only is he King Thor, so he has the whole Odin force, so he's even more powerful than he's always been. But now he is a herald of Galactus, and has the um, power cosmic. Hmm. So. That's too much for one person, don't you think? Yeah. I mean, don't he's you think a... that's too much for one? I mean, he was already a god, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then get, make him super powerful god, and then now uh, he, he already has pretty much come to blows with uh, Galactus. He's teaming up with him because... Galactus needs these five planets to suck their energy so he can beat back this uh, Black Winter, I believe it was called, where it will destroy all... Where Ragnarok was a cycle and they'll die, but rebirth, this thing is the end-all, be-all of all universes. And so, get another big cosmic threat that never heard of before, but, oh, there it is. So, it's interesting... Uh, to say the least, I do like his uh, power suit that he has when he's got the power cosmic. Uh, but yeah, also a fun, uh, awesome book. Uh, definitely, I think uh, 
four issues so far into it. Um, after Jason Aaron's fabulous run that he had that ended at the end of last year. And that's what I got. You guys got any comics? I haven't uh, been reading a lot, but I have been... The one thing I have been making sure to read every week is the quarantine comics from the Ice Cream Man team, W. Maxwell, Prince, and Tyler Jenkins. There are these short little five or six page digital comics that they put out every week. For dollar ninety nine each, half the proceeds go to this foundation that helps save uh, brick and mortar stores, comic book stores, and bookstores. Um, they're each very much like Ice Cream Man. Each comic is a different story. Some of them involve the Ice Cream Man universe. Some of them are completely separate from it. Maybe not. I don't know. It's probably all one big universe. Um, <clears throat> they're all very good. One of them was a throwback to uh, a previous comic they did where it was like an old school superhero comic. And they did the origin story of this character called Pinky Ring. <laughs> Who's like a Green Lantern sort of character <clears throat> who gets who gets this power ring from like this candy sort of entity <laughs> and gets like powers of like bubble gum and stuff, but he puts it on his pinky ring. <laughs> and when he gets it from the entity, the entity's like, oh, oh, oh you're going to put it on your pinky? Okay, that's a choice. And <laughs> <laughs> they're all very, like, <clears throat> some are funnier than others. Some are really dark. Uh, some you get to the end of the story and you're like, I have no idea what the fuck just happened. And you have to go back and read it. And then you still have no idea what the fuck just happened because it's like five pages. And you're like hoping that you get more out of it. And then you're like, oh, it's just over now. <laughs> so, um, I think it's cool what they're doing. I really like uh, the the regular Ice Cream Man series. So uh, everyone should check it out. Download them. They're super cheap. I, you know, I buy them every week. Um, so why not? Real good. Real good stuff. Creepy. I looked it up real <laughs> quick, and I, first thing I got was the Ice Cream Man reading the comic, and I was like, ooh. Oh, yeah, the art style is super-duper creepy. They're, they're very... Um, very Outer Limits, Twilight Zone-ish sort of story, but in a much grosser way that you can get away with in comics that you can't do on, like, network television. And the the art style is very much, like, I don't know if you guys, Tony, we've talked about some friends who have this, but where you see someone in a picture and they smile, but they smile only with their teeth Mm -hmm. and not with their eyes. You know, there's a (laughs) big difference of someone who has like a perfected mirror smile and someone who is genuinely happy smiling in a picture right. and you're like it's like uncanny valley you're like is that a robot because there's <laughs> no life behind their eyes that's what i get from this that he's just like there's no soul behind the character it's just he's smiling like because of his insanity yeah yeah it's really good i mean i highly suggest ice cream man this actual series to anybody who who loves those sort of comics. It, they're, every single story that they've put out has been amazing. There's this one where you can read it front to back, right? It's basically the same story. You read it forwards and then you read it backwards. But if you flip it around, it's there's slight differences if you read it one way versus the other that kind okay. of change the way you read the story. And it's just, it's, they're just so smart. I love it. And I, I did see the pinky ring, and it's <laughs> totally Hal Jordan. I guess. It is. <laughs> but he's got, like, the cloth instead, 
and he is bright pink, so yep. a, a great satire <laughs> on the character. Yep. That's good. Cool. It's all good stuff. Props to props to that team, for sure. A, for writing good stories, but B, for figuring out a way to get co- new comics out there and also helping their industry at the same time. Yeah. So. Uh, the past, I guess, couple weeks, I've been reading um, manga, mostly. I've been hitting up the Japanese comics. Um, one of the things, too, is that they're kind of still releasing. I mean, not quite like they were. They are also suffering... Um, from quarantine restrictions and so uh, the companies you know they're not open they have big studios that all these people are working at Um, but it's nice because this is giving me an opportunity to catch up uh, on things that I haven't gotten around to I used to read um, on a website called Manga Stream and they ended up getting shut down and so it was like "Ah, I don't have any manga source and I eventually found another one Uh, most specifically I mentioned this probably like six or seven months ago at this point, but uh, Dr. Stone is the one I've really been reading. They made an anime first season of that uh, that I highly recommend as well. The whole world has been turned to stone. Everybody, all the people have been turned to stone, and they find that uh, it is citric acid that reverses the petrification. So this is like, I don't know, I think it might be like 10,000 years later after the whole world was turned to stone uh the main character comes is happens to be like in a cave or i forget exactly how but naturally like cave citric acid that was naturally in this cave drips onto him and causes him to be revived and it kind of breaks the stone apart um the whole manga is built around science so you actually learn about different science so they'll create they'll be like we want to create gunpowder and then they actually show you the chemical compounds needed to create gunpowder or they'll create a in one of the I don't know in the middle of the series so far they created a drone out of like prehistoric materials and so they actually have like wire that they created to control this like with a remote control drone like we would have nowadays except he's using like bamboo and things like that and really cheap wire that the local blacksmith man makes it's just and a lot of it's over the top uh i like it because of the science aspect it's kind of uh good art good uh a decent story but then you have the how would you you know i always think if i would able to go back in time to the middle ages what knowledge could i bring with me that would put me ahead of everybody else could i like walk into a king's court and be like i guarantee you uh victory in all of your battles and then invent um you know, siege machines before they were ever invented, things like that. What would I be able to do? So kind of you like... Could, you should cure venereal diseases just by teaching them safe sex. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, and even things uh, going as far as, like, telling, a, you know, a king or some ruler, be like, I can guarantee that you'll have the most successful kingdom, but introducing, like, workers' rights and, like, social programs and stuff is, like... You know, you need to spend your money and your workers will work harder and longer and, you know, they won't die at 22. They'll die at 35 instead. But so a lot of that uh, and then also a lot of anime. Uh, So watching Dr. Stone, that's a good one. But then uh, My Hero Academia, Tony, I think you've watched that as well. Yeah. Is there new episodes? Not necessarily new. I had not watched the uh, fourth season 
I think you watched the fourth season, right? Yeah. Yep. So the fourth season, uh, the fifth one is coming out, I think, next year. And it will be the last season that they're making of the anime, which is unfortunate because this is a very good one. If you like superheroes, this is like the perfect anime for you. It's a whole world of uh, where like 80 something percent of the population is born with superpowers of some kind and they can be really good or really suck you know you could one of the characters can blow really bad water jets out of his oh, hand okay uh, <laughs> i was wondering where you were going with that sentence <laughs> blow really well i got real interested for a second and then i you lost it oh <laughs> um, i will also note this is all high school kids Oh, uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, <laughs> that changes my opinion of things. <laughs> there, there are adults in it, and they it, that is cool too because basically, it's like the kids are going to superhero high school to learn how to be superheroes, and so they're interacting with pro- professional heroes, um, which it's like a career. Like you can go to career day, at in middle school or in high, um, and you basically say, "What do you want to be when you grow up?" You'd be like, "I want to be a superhero." So they test you to see if you have the qualifications and then you can pick one of multiple superhero schools and the one that the main protagonist goes to is like the Yale of superhero high schools so um, cool concept they introduce you know they even have things like sidekicks and support people so like your mechanic person who creates your um, weapons or armor that um Compliments your capabilities. Um, did you ever watch the movie Sky High? I did. What, Similar? Was, uh, <laughs> uh, kind of, yeah. I mean, the, you know, that's the high school. There's less uh, high school drama, and it's more heroes versus villains drama. Uh, there, there is some high school like stuff, but it's a, it's that comedy factor that they add to anime. You know, a little bit of levity. Um, but a lot of times, there's like. So it won't be much of a spoiler, but the the main character is get actually born without superpowers, and uh, he's like the biggest superhero fan. He has like entire notebooks listed of details on the top superheroes and their abilities and weaknesses, and he ends up inheriting a superpower from the number one superhero in the world, like the most powerful superhero. He's considered the shining symbol of justice, and he ends up transferring his power to this kid who had no powers, and so it's about him kind of learning how to grow into that as well as being a superhero, which is like his dream, but his dream that was shattered because he ended up being born with absolutely no powers. I understand that feeling. (laughs) I also feel that way. (laughs) I also have no powers. (laughs) <laughs> I can't even control my cat sometimes so <laughs> I also feel that pain <laughs> <laughs> I'm their singular source of nutrients and right. so I think about that I can't even control them and I'm the only way they get food and water so. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they have the power and they control you <laughs> they do it's, it's, yeah that's usually it's the case when it comes to cats yeah <laughs> <laughs> alright um so moving out to the the big old world there, uh, Marvel is no longer releasing um, comics on their digital 
uh, platform uh, website, I should say. Yeah, um, they're closing down their digital shop, basically. Yes, so pretty much uh, marvelcomics.com. Uh, or, yeah. And pretty much just shutting down yeah, that shop. There is still the Marvel app that you can download and use as their means to getting digital comics, as well as being able to purchase through Comixology. So when I first was hearing about this, I was like, damn, that is stupid to shut down all digital comics, but it's just the means in which people, yeah, get them. Which makes sense. Like most people, I feel like if they're buying digital comics, it's not like they're going to DC and getting digital comics, and then they're going to Image and getting digital comics, and then they're going to Marvel and getting digital comics. They're getting them all from Comicsology because you can get them all from one place. So why waste time as an organization and funds on this website that's probably not getting a whole ton of use? Yeah. Right. I mean. Yeah. Well, really. it's, just, it's weird though. That I mean, I guess if it's not getting as much use, I don't know all the users. I would just think right now and what's going on with everyone at home just leave things how they are until we can go out in the world and because if people this is the way that they get now granted this is going to start june 2nd so i guess they've given enough uh ample time to let people know hey stop going to this site and start using the app right um they also kind of announced uh when they're going to start seeing books coming back uh wednesday may 26th Nice. Uh, looking at their schedules for comics, uh, it is kind of not as much as they used to put out. Uh, each week obviously has some different uh, titles, but from what I'm seeing, there's not a whole lot of those uh, every two week type titles that they've had you know, coming out multiple times a year. Um, it definitely looks like there's some things being pushed uh, back a little bit. And, uh, I mean, still a pretty good slate, and it starts to pick up a little bit more once getting into June and July. So, but the first offerings seem to be kind of wanting, I guess. Um, same with DC. Um, I believe they're i want to say they said they're going to be releasing a week earlier like the 19th they have comics out already they're releasing through not diamond i know but i I didn't think though that they like i know that they've had some of their trades i didn't think they had anything new come out i think i think starting in may i think they started releasing just very select titles new ones through um, lunar and whatever other distribution company that they're using now it doesn't matter i mean you could probably get them digitally too i'm not sure but like i still can't go to my comic book store right (laughs) so (laughs) they can send them to my comic book store all they want i'm not gonna go there and get them what, you don't support local comic book shops, Linz? No, I do. I just can't right now. <laughs> well, I know, because right now you're recording, but afterwards you could. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's closed. The store's closed. I will currently. gladly walk up to the front door and just, you know, like a kid looking at a closed candy store, be like, <laughs> just yeah. cry. Smear my yeah. tears all over the glass window over the front. <laughs> 
Just wash their windows with your salty tears. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm excited for when comics start coming back in full force. I mean, I, I don't know what this is going to mean. These DC is is trying to find a workaround, and I don't know if that's going to be permanent. Uh, a couple smaller companies are doing direct from; they're doing their own distribution, which is silly. They're gonna; it's not gonna; that's not gonna work for them. I can Marvel tried it, and it didn't work for them. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, I mean, give it a go, I guess. But I think so. that you know, with I had had some a conversation with some people yesterday. We were talking about like food and how food has changed with coronavirus and like the access to it, things like farmers throwing away food because they can't, they have no place to send it because of the distribution uh, lanes being lowered. And, you know, with something like food, we talked about alternatives of more local. So you have clever like hydroponics. There's some people who are basically, they buy a big shipping container and then they set it up as a grow house. Usually hydroponics, you know, uh, sun lamps and just water and then you actually it's self-powered you put solar panels on top of it so it's self-powered things like that and that allows you to grow food very close to the, the destination like to restaurants or grocery stores and stuff comics can't do that i mean you you, you kind of be like yeah it's local but it's, you know, a comic artist can pop up anywhere in the U.S. And the idea of having, you don't have a local market. So you need a distribution channel. And as much as I hate the concept of one person doing it all, you do have the advantage of everybody knows exactly who to go to uh-huh. uh, to get comics. So, And they have all of the technology and relationships with shipping companies and all that such. So I doubt you could get success out of uh, direct selling, you know, without piggybacking on something like an Amazon or UPS or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, you were right. And even though I know we talked about DC coming out before everything, it looks like uh, April 28th, so two weeks ago, they had books come out because... I'm looking at The Dreaming, number 20, which was the ending of that series, came out, and I'm surprised that I did not notice. But again, I've just kind of known that we don't get many new comics, so uh, why am I checking? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and it's like I said, it's not a lot. They're doing, they're, they're doing, I feel like they're doing key issues. Although, um, I don't know how many people are reading Hawkman. That new issue came out this last week. But maybe. Maybe people are enjoying Hawkman. I find him a very boring character. But... <laughs> uh, this series, I have uh, a handful that I need to read to catch up on. But I got hooked. I got hawked. You uh, got hawked? Yeah. <laughs> uh, they need to use that for their, their selling point. Get I, hawked. <laughs> I did think he was a boring character. And I won't say he's always the most exciting, but the way this new series uh, started off, uh, like almost two years ago, after the uh, Dark Knight's Metal uh, books and everything, and exploring, for me, I guess it was finding out more about the character and past lives and everything, and it was a very interesting read so far. Um, I can only assume that it's still been great, like I said. Maybe that might be my new 
I'll come back next week with some Hawkman reviews since there's oh, this, a new one. This current one, this number 23, this is the synopsis. Uh, cloaked in black and wearing the eerie mask of a hawk, the mysterious plague doctor roams 17th century Europe in an attempt to ease the suffering of those who fall victim to the Black Plague. That's timely, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Coincidence? I think that the uh, COVID was a, a plant to sell these comics. <laughs> That's why DC wanted to push this out so fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we've... Oh, conspiracy. That's the conspiracy we need to get moving. <laughs> yeah. um... And people would believe it. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> So we've had uh, Comic-Con already canceled, but they just went to Twitter this past week and uh, pretty much have been saying something of a Comic-Con at home yes. is going to happen. So what that means, I have no clue, but I can only assume, obviously, this stuff gets planned months in advance. So I'm pretty sure they probably had their programming and most of the guest stars and everything planned already. I mean, obviously they made announcements of who's going to be there and everything. So I'm wondering if they do an online platform uh, from home and for businesses that may be open by then to do kind of some TED Talk, uh, just yeah. more or less, this is what... We got in the pipes uh, coming down the line, movie-wise. You know it would be, you know be really great is if they set up a website where it was, like, the layout of the con, right? So you had, like, the booth numbers and stuff like that, and you could click on them and see, you know, who's selling at that booth and then buy stuff from it. And then you had, like, your presentation rooms where you could click into it, and they had, like interviews and movie previews and stuff like that like to me that would be the ideal situation and then maybe do like some you can only watch this big release you know how they have like hall h or whatever mm -hmm. their big hall where they do like the avengers announcements and stuff like that where they do like you have to tune in between uh eight and nine to watch this one live streamed and stuff like that but also have stuff that's already pre-programmed so you can just kind of bop around the con and see what's going on um a convention that used to do that really well uh e3 had a great website uh obviously before it was open to uh the general public the only way to really get to know what was going on at e3 was turning into g4 when they were all there mm. um or reading news sites and everything and then they started streaming obviously more recently um, from their website and there's a timetable it would tell you what's going to be happening and there may be just like at the real con multiple things going on at once so you would have to choose however they would all be on the website so you could easily look at them later on in the evening or not when they're alive to watch them and that's where I'm yeah I'm thinking that's what comic con could do but it'll be interesting too if what they do with some of the stars if they're just going to kind of like be like, hey guys, uh, you should just do a Q&A on Twitch or something. and Yeah. Yay, more Well, I mean, traffic. you've got the established 
I, I think there's a lot of resources out there. You could do Reddit AMAs. I mean, that's already built into the platform for doing that. People already understand how to do those. <clears throat> um, you already have, you know, digital, uh, like, web stores for all these different products. So uh-huh. who's to say that you couldn't have a, like you said, you click on basically the map. And you click on the part of the map where you have a certain company. It sends it to their web store or shows you products that they have available. And I think it'd be a cool idea. Live streams for announcements, um, you know, and for just like updates. I think that companies would look forward to doing that because I think a lot of, you know, especially in the comics industry, a lot of companies use these cons as a platform for communicating stuff more effectively than maybe putting a blog out on their website or something like that. And they're relying on the comics news community to update them. You know, people are like, Hey, I want to see what, you know, at a glance, everything that's going on in the industry. And they can do that at a con, but we don't have cons. Right. They should send us all VR and this do virtual walkthroughs of a con. (laughs) I would love that. Increase the technology. So you could just be like, Boop, and then buy things. <laughs> like you're physically touch. grabbing yeah. Yeah, fake items. Um, I mean, they well, do it with, with basketball games where you're, they basically put a 3D camera or a 360 camera um, down at the seats, and then that way, anywhere you turn your head, the camera's capturing that direction. So, I mean, the technology's already there. Why not? Be amazing. It's the future. Mm-hmm. Um. So, something that I'm very excited to hear about, because it's official now, uh, Marvel Studios is actively making a Nova movie or series. We don't know which of they're doing, but uh, Richard Ryder being one of my favorite uh, Green La- Green Lanterns. <laughs> He has the best name. I knew you were going to say that, I mean, too. His name, is, his name is Dick Ryder. <laughs> you don't need to make that joke every time, Linz. We all know. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. Who who did not think that through? <laughs> who let that through? I think... Well, it's because they, they I, like I their... I think it was a case of the character being created with it, and then no one else realized it, and the guy's like... <laughs> Dick Ryder. <laughs> it goes with their alliteration. Peter Parker, Richard. Maybe they just like <laughs> phallic sounding names. Peter, Dick. <laughs> I uh, think uh, men's names were all phallic sounding for a while. <laughs> but I'm very uh, excited about this. It's something that many people have been talking about ever since uh, Guardians of the Galaxy uh, was first announced many moons ago. Um, and we saw how that went. Uh, Nova not being the, again, a property that a lot of people that are into comics would know about, but I would feel more so that they would have at least maybe have heard of him over Guardians, because he had a longer run series um, back in the 80s, uh, but yeah, I'm quite happy, and again, I could I could do with either a big movie proper, but again, I always like more and so if they did a uh, Disney Plus show, I'd be happy with that too. I'm just glad that it is being worked on right now. That'd be cool. I think the series would be good. You can explore the Nova Corps then instead of it just being like a 
based on a, a one character. Yeah. I think. I mean, I I didn't know much about Nova prior to like having my child. He loves Nova, but his Nova is Sam Alexander, not Richard Ooh. Ryder. <laughs> I mean, fake you know, Nova. He, was, he was a kid when he got into him and and that character was also a kid. So, I think it was appealing to him. <clears throat> and plus that's the Nova that was in that Spider-Man show that was on Disney Plus yeah. or Disney whatever that television channel is. But it could be cool. I'm down for it. I also want um, them to go into Adam Warlock. When is that going to happen? They teased it in Guardians, and it hasn't happened yet, and it makes me angry. Yeah, I wonder if they'll do that <laughs> in Guardians 3. I feel like... Tony, fix it. <laughs> I'm on top of that, Linz. All right. You got some time. Make it better. Casting the MCU's Adam Warlock for the Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Yeah. Title of an article I'm looking at. Um, he's been rumored for which it's obviously all rumors. Um, yeah, possibly Zac Efron. There are rumors of him good. being. All right. Well, yeah. Warlock. Okay. Uh, Nicola Costerwaldo. I don't know how to pronounce it. Valdu. Yeah. Um, yeah, Game of Thrones. Uh, Game of Thrones. Jamie. Yep. Oh no. Um, John Krasinski. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, that's, um, he's fan, he's uh, Mr. Fantastic. <laughs> I think that would be a good fit for him, actually. Um, there's Travis Fimmel, which is uh, um, what was the show Vikings? Main character of Vikings. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, that's a good one. I can there's see a that. couple other options that eh, I could I could see him, but uh. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's so funny, too, because a lot of the people that I talk to about, like, Guardians and Thanos and all that, and I'm like, you know, as far as the comics, I'll make comments about how when I first saw Infinity War, and right as we're getting to the snap, I really didn't even watch the screen. I was watching the people around me because I knew it was going to happen. And they didn't, because these are all non-comics people that we're seeing the movie with. I got two girls crying to my left. I got some people on my right who are gasping. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is, ex you know, that was exciting to see that. And I'm like, there's some really serious characters aren't even in here who are in the comic story um, that I would be really interested to see what was going on with them. So hopefully they carry forward with it. There's yeah. so much to work with in the MCU, though. It's so true. If we ever get out of coronavirus, maybe it'll all be digital, and uh, they'll just make Guardians of the Galaxy three will just be a Zoom movie. So it'll be the first Zoom movie where all the recording was done over over Zoom. They're just all talking to each other through like their comms, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hundred percent of the movie. <laughs> if you see a character, it's them. They put a green screen in their house and they do their lines there. They just green screen everybody in. <laughs> Well, while people are at home, uh, the Russo brothers are going to start a film school, kind of, sort of. Uh, so they thought that since everyone, you know, has nothing better to do than watch TVs and movies, they are going to start uh, sharing some movies that influence them, as well as 
reviewing local pizza shops that they love uh, around where they live. So starting, love it. and so each Friday they're going to announce a new movie that you should watch, and then the following Friday they're going to have a live stream where they discuss it as well as review the pizza. And so they are uh, titling this the Russo Brothers Pizza Film School. And you can find out more information on their Instagram. Uh, yeah, I find that uh, to be some, yeah, something fun and different. My kid would love that. He's at that age where like he wants to do film for a job, and I'm like, oh, buddy, that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I, I, I first went to school for that, and that is not what you want to do. Um, oh, here's the thing, though, too. The movies that they're going to probably pick are not going to be the blockbuster ones that we all yeah. think and want to watch. Good. No, um, that's good. The first one is La Han, L-A, and then H-A-I-N-E. So they say it's available on Amazon Prime and iTunes Movies. So watch the film and tune in um, on Instagram at 5 p.m. on Friday and uh, talk about that movie uh, with them. So, so. This is a French movie. It's uh, French for the hate. <clears throat> it's 1995 French black and white drama film. Yes. Sounds amazing. <laughs> so it could also be in subtitles. So just a warning for everybody who hates <laughs> subtitles, Tony, that it might <laughs> it might be subtitled. But you know what? Some of the best movies are not in English. So fucking do it. Watch it. Um, and some I got some news uh, for Mandalorian fans. Uh, it is being said that Boba Fett will make a brief appearance in season two of The Mandalorian. Boo. So, right. uh, Why are you I don't booing? Think... <laughs> Why are you booing? I'm not really booing, but I'm sort of booing. So, well, I guess I technically really was booing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I I love the, the series and everything, and... Sure, this is um, what the fans want, but sometimes it's not always about what the fans want. It's about what is needed for a good story. And I think if we start introducing all these beloved characters um, within, uh, who's they already were teasing a couple other people that were coming from the canon of Star Wars into the show. It's going to start filling up with all these side characters that are going to overshadow the Mandalorian, which is what this yeah. show is about. Not if it's done correctly. Yeah, I think I think this is an opportunity where uh, the Boba Fett can enhance the character um, well, of the Mandalorian, but he needs to bow out like right away. Yeah, well, that's a, a quick cameo can be good, and I'm not saying that it's going to be bad. But we also saw what Disney did with the monstrosity of Rise of Skywalker where they bowed to what certain fans were complaining of and we got horse shit. So I don't want <laughs> them to see... Like, we already had a great thing from The Mandalorian from what the creators made without fan interaction. It yeah, was good. I trust John Favreau, though. That's I trust the thing, him too. As a, I, as I a do. creator. So... 
I think it'll be good. And I like that supposedly it's rumored that the guy who played Django Fett in the prequel movies is coming yes. back to play Boba Fett. Yes, uh, yep. Tamara Morrison. So he, uh, obviously the original Boba Fett actor, um, A, never took off his, his helmet, and B, uh, that person is, I, I want to say he passed. Um, Let's look this up. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure if he passed or not, but uh, definitely would be old at this point. But having uh, in the Attack uh, of the Clones, uh, Jango Fett was the original uh, person that was copied from all of them. And then he had his son there that was Boba, who became... So having the likeness the of him playing it's, Boba would be... It's canonically uh, accurate, too. Yeah, in the um, timeline, Jeremy Jeremy Bullock uh, was the actor who played Boba Fett in yes. the original series, and he is still alive. Oh, yes. but he is seventy five years yeah. old. He was at, <laughs> at Motor City a couple years ago, Tony. I mean, I guess that means he he could have died since yeah. then. It has been a couple years since he's been there, but yes, he is a very old uh, British white dude. Now that'd be so. cool though if they had him just in a scene, like sitting in a. You know, a bar, and, and, and you know, that's the sort of small cameos that I think are really cool in some movies. Like, whenever the direct, like, you know, and knowing that, spot that, or seeing the comic book creators uh, chatting over coffee in just a quick scene, uh, that could be cool. Uh, yeah, Easter eggy sort of stuff. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, Disney, Shanghai. Is reopening. Oh, well, they're all gonna get the coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, they're they're opening with a thirty percent capacity limit, um, which will be great for I guess for the guests that got tickets, which sold out immediately. Wow. Um, so I guess there's a lot of people willing to pay to catch Corona, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they are trying to adjust the park to make sure that they're within their guidelines for social distancing and all that hoopla, but I doubt that's going to happen. Uh, it'll be interesting, but I guess, you know, I guess if they score tickets, I guess they'll get to ride rides without having to buy a line hopper pass or whatever it is. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, you know, it'll be a good experiment, right? I guess we're going to experiment with five humans and see how that goes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will say it's the most accurate experiment. That's true. You get the best result possible. <laughs> and true. while that's opening, uh, Disney uh, Springs down in uh, Florida, which is their pretty much their shopping mall district, mm -hmm. uh, is going to reopen on May 20th. Uh, that's going to be something where the, you know, the parks are still going to remain closed, which is a good thing, um, as well as their uh, hotels and everything. But this is what, another one of those things where I think it's, personally, I think too soon, but then again, we will see. I mean, they are stores. If they do have uh, safety measures of limiting gas, I've been there multiple times, and it can be a crowded zoo at times mm -hmm. but there is a lot more open outdoor space which is good uh so yeah there's that 
And then I've heard some productions are also being allowed to go back um, and resume. Uh, primarily ones down in New Zealand uh, where the Avatar sequels are being made as well as the Lord of Rings uh, TV series. Well, if something's going to go back into production somewhere, New Zealand is the best place because their prime minister kicked some ass and knocked that shit down like right away. And she wasn't taking anybody's shit. So yeah, <laughs> probably and, the safest place to be. Well, and they did what you're supposed to do. Tested everyone multiple times and did contact tracing so that things wouldn't balloon out of control later on. Doesn't mean they won't have yep. some flare ups, but they're doing it the, the best way possible. I'm quite happy about hearing Lord of the Rings uh, going back and, and filming and everything. However, I also am a l little scared again. I always think too soon, but I am not a, a doctor. I just play one on TV, so... Uh... Not even that. Not even that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a liar. I lie all the time. <laughs> uh... I mean... You know, I guess if they're going to try to do this stuff, the safest thing for you is that they're doing it in New Zealand, right? Yes-ish, but I plan on visiting New Zealand next year, so <laughs> I want them well, to nip this in the bud now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not a bad racket for Rolling now. Rolling in, I mean, yeah. It's, it's limited, but, you know, it's not too bad if you have it for now. Um, and some positive news... There has been some uh, very clever uh, gaming uses for staying sane in coronavirus. Uh, one I saw yesterday, and I've seen multiple versions of this. People are building familiar places in Minecraft and then having them the servers opened up so people can explore them. Uh, I saw one yesterday of Bridge Street in Grand Rapids. Uh, they had made a like a perfect replicant replication of all the bars, so you could go into New Holland and get a drink. You can go into uh, O'Toole's or Kale's Corner. They've got all these different places with you know you can walk in. And they've got little NPCs standing there as bouncers and certain the spots you're used to. And I mean they it was they got it down to the parking lots, the fire department that is there. It was very accurate. So how adorable people taking that and uh doing bar uh, i've seen bar hopping parties being planned where everybody gets a drink in real life and then they go to the bar in minecraft and stand around and chat like they would normally just using uh voice voip over the internet uh you know the west michigan will not allow coronavirus to stifle our uh, alcoholism in public no, no. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> so, some good opportunities there. I've seen it, too, in, uh, um, what was it, Animal Crossing. Uh, they had graduations. So, they set up, like, a graduation ceremony hall, and people could dress up in graduation outfits, because you can get all kinds of outfits in the game. They'll go in, and you're able to, uh, you know, whole high schools are having graduations and stuff like that online. It's did you uh, have sneak into one? What was that? Did you sneak into one? Uh, not yet. I haven't gotten any server IPs, but I should. <laughs> <laughs> go, go graduate again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My graduation from college sucked, so uh, I don't want to relive it. 
<laughs> it was four hours. Uh, Davenport only had one a year. And so the entire two semesters worth of graduates wow. uh, all graduated at the same time. It was a four to five hour event where I had to go to the bathroom at hour two. So was not great. Yeah. Um, the Legion of Superheroes number six is going to be introducing a new lantern color. Yeah, I saw that and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? We've, we have <laughs> way too many. I mean, I was cool it's with gold. just green and then yellow and then yeah. red, then orange and indigo and rainbow Violet. trout. I don't <laughs> So here are my two questions about this. How are you going, besides the um, obvious jokes that you can make about a golden lantern, um, the is how are you going to differentiate <clears throat> the gold from the yellow? I guess maybe just tone, right? They're very similar. I'm colorblind. I won't notice. <laughs> right. You'll have to look at the symbol, I guess, because they're uh -huh. giving them a new symbol. And what... What... What is it? Feeling? It's not feeling. Uh, what do they represent? What emotion. emotion? Yeah. What emotion does gold represent? I, I mean, mean, I would feel like it'd be 1%. greed, but that's the orange lantern. <laughs> right. So right. Greed taken. It, it represents being, uh, which is you know, it's, always right. It could be as be greed, but it's a beyond. It's a next level of greed and and avarice. So. Well, that, that that is actually avarice is what the orange lantern is. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, I'm trying to think. Maybe I mean it is the it could be the one percent where they are cocky and believe they're always right, but they're actually not. Yeah. So what is that? Uh, Dumb. Hubris. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> conceit. Gold is the color of conceit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it could be. I feel like they had everything covered already. Yeah. I don't, I'm not sure what else, what other emotion can be out there. Depression? Gold well, would be like a super weird color for depression. <laughs> I mean, they might they might dip into the, uh, in just into the green that willpower, where it's not like an emotion so much as it is like a character trait. You know? Maybe yeah. it'll, it'll be something like that. It'll be like cre creativity. You know, or who else? Well, you're just making me look forward to it even more now. <laughs> uh, when I first oh my gosh, it's the creative Greenlander. When I heard of this, I was like totally not on board, but now I am curious as to what it will be, so I feel like I will read it. Right. You lust. sold me, Linz. Gold is lust. He's just hey. humping things. <laughs> There's that. I didn't really have anything else. The, the uh, Tom McFarlane has a Kickstarter out there for a redone, remastered version of Spawn Number One and the very first Spawn toy that he ever put out. And his goal was a hundred thousand dollars, and he's hit three million dollars yeah. on his Kickstarter. Which I'm I'm always like, good for you, Tom McFarlane. And then I'm also like, don't you have three million dollars? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is one of the most successful comic book creators in all of existence. I would imagine he ha just has that money laying around. Maybe not. Maybe he's going to secretly take some of this extra profit and actually fund his own Spawn movie. Well, isn't that... Wasn't... wasn't? I mean, that's 
wasn't he doing that? No, he was still wasn't looking for no, because that he still wants to make it. Just he's not found any distributors, which I guess yeah, he would mm. fund it own, but I don't know how all that that works behind the scenes. Yeah, right. Did any guys watch cra- Parks and Rec? Yeah, I did the... not see the episode. No, I did. Oh, I, I didn't watch it. It was really good. I think it's the way that uh, they should. I mean, uh, SNL's been doing pretty decent with their stay-at-homes, and some of the late-night shows have been doing all right. This was just a really well-written, something that I didn't think I would need. I thought the ending of Parks and Rec was pretty perfect. Mm-hmm. But how they integrated this with what's going on now, uh, uh, going along with what happened at the end of the series, is just kind of amazing. And I yeah. thought it was... Uh, a much needed uh, I don't know, break from from everything else I've been watching. They raised over three million dollars for charities uh, through awesome. through watching uh, people that are watching it and and yeah and I this is now the time for other casts to do some sorts of reunion. This obviously was more scripted to work within their characters, but imagine some of the old shows that we've always wanted to have, like you know. The group get back together and just hear, you know, what went on behind the scenes and everything. And now's the time where they can get off their their couch. Did they do one with the Goonies cast? They uh, they did like an interview. Yeah, they did like an interview. It was actually really interesting. Um, Poor uh, Short Round, the actor who played uh, the Asian kid in Indiana Jones, also played the Asian kid in Goonies. And they they talked a lot about that. They kind of harassed them on that in a friendly banter. Um, but it's interesting to see, you know, all these guys. I also forgot Josh Brolin was the yeah, really? teenager the in the Goonies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, but yeah, they had like a Zoom interview with all of them to catch up on uh, where they, I forget the guy's name who uh, like kind of ran the interview. Um, he's in Michael Sarah movies. That's all I can think of. <laughs> um, let's see, Goonies. I'd have to look it up. But it was uh, it was really cool. They, I mean, what was really neat about it, too, was that the Goonie, the actors, uh, were acting, asking each other questions. Oh, it's about Josh Gad. Goonie. That's it, Josh Gad, yep. So he kind of play, uh, ran it. But really, it was the actors asking other people, the other actors, ask questions instead of like a preset set of questions that they already knew and that they've been asked a million times. So it was interesting to see that the actors had an opportunity to catch up with each other. And you get to kind of like watch an experience. So that was definitely a fun time. I'd be up for, especially with the pandemic, a lot of these, I mean, these actors are out of jobs. They literally can't do anything. So, um you know, thoughts and prayers, first of all. It's tough to live in a house that big all alone. Uh, <laughs> but then being able to see them all catch up, and I think we should see more of those. It would be pretty cool. The other thing I saw that I liked that was spawned from this social distancing was the video Zoe Bell put out with all the female uh, stunt women and actresses basically beating each other up. Where one of, like, <laughs> uh, yes. Like, he would kick the camera and the next person would fly backwards and come back and hit the camera. And then the next person would, you know, it was, if you guys haven't seen it yet, it's amazing. I've watched it like a hundred times. It's so good. 
<laughs> I've seen a so. lot of. I've got multiple friends who are doing the tick, those TikTok videos of uh, like makeup and be like, oh my gosh, I don't have any makeup, and I'm gonna brush the camera with a makeup brush, and then oh my gosh, I'm beautiful now, and then they hmm. hand they like toss the brush, and the next person catches it or whatever. Um, I much more liked the uh, lady stunt women beating each other up. Yeah, I think that was, it was more amazing. my style than the makeup ones that I was somehow forced to watch. It was amazing. Tony, did you watch that one? No, I haven't. If you haven't, you should go watch it right now. Okay. We'll, we'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> waiting. <laughs> waiting. Um, last two things that I have also TV related. Uh, Robin Sparkles is back with a new hit. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, uh, Kobe Smulders uh, from How I Met Your Mother had an alter ego on the show, for those that have never watched How I Met Your Mother, of Robin Sparkles, her uh, Canadian pop singer uh, persona, and with the hit uh, Let's Go to the Mall. She had a couple other ones that they played out throughout the, the show. And so she has uh, recently released, uh, I mean, her at home playing the song of uh, Let's All Stay Home, which is kind of to the tune of Let's Go to the Mall. And it was pretty good. Uh, the lyrics were obviously all of staying safe and social distancing. And again, this is the creativity that I'm enjoying seeing uh, throughout all this uh, stuff that is going on in the world. Like, no one would have predicted this would happen, but this somehow... Oh, wait, never mind. Simpsons did predict it. So, uh, <laughs> so one, one of the writers uh, tweeted out something this week of saying, you're fucking, like, you're right. Uh, we did predict this. Um, and so going back to uh, season four, episode 21, uh, at the beginning of the episode, there is uh, a Japanese worker who sneezes into a crate of orange juice that then gets shipped to Springfield. And then soon they're all... Uh, getting sick and, uh, and, you know, suffering the effects of this, uh, dubbed the Osaka flu. And then angry mobs go to Dr. Hibbert, demanding him make a vaccine. And while they were doing that, the mob over turns a truck where a swarm of killer bees starts attacking them. If that is not what is <laughs> Yeah. I don't know what is. It's always eerie to me how it tuned into like society the writers are that they can kind of see how things are going to go and make <laughs> predictions. But it's like, I mean, they're just following trends, right? Well, yeah, uh, they do it. They do it so well that they can kind of accumulate all of that information into what's going to happen, which is brilliant. Well, yeah, but how could they predict the fucking killer uh hornet shit going on <laughs> yeah, all in the same enough, thing this, this year is just it's just a it's a it's a and if we when if and when we survive this we're gonna look back at this and be like oh that was such a humorous year right <laughs> of, tragedy plus time equals comedy isn't that isn't that the rule yeah. <laughs> one of my favorite things that i saw this week was yeah, back in January, I was already stung by a murder hornet, so I, I think I already caught that already. <laughs> um, uh, all right, well, that's all I have this week, kids. 
Yeah. I guess the. Unless you have anything else. I don't. Do you have booze in a book? I do not. I don't. I don't really have a particular booze in a book, but I will very much encourage people to. What you've been drinking? Look up. Look up your favorite. Um, writer artists and buy something from them that you haven't read and also if you live in a city that's fortunate enough to have things like distilleries and breweries i went to um a distillery or one of our local distilleries the other day and bought a cocktail kit where they give you the booze and all the fixings to make a particular cocktail and it's a very ingenious way for them to kind of stay in business while they can't toast people inside building so i highly encourage if you can doing that as well to help support your local places so that they're there when you're ready to see the public again all right well um with that uh yes stay thirsty for more of the same thing different day (laughs) indeed indeed. (laughs) same day different underwear yeah Hopefully, yeah. right? <laughs> but Same still, still no pants. <laughs> <laughs>